0: Movie Review is coming up. David Spears from the Senate Liberal Party after 8.30 today. And, of course, plenty of time for your calls on 8223 00. You can text us to on the Dutton's text line. The overwhelming majority of them have been about this horrific scenario that's played out in uh, the northern part of Adelaide and on, um, at, uh, the, uh, on Main North Road in Paraka, where one of the uh, former detainees released under High Court order has now... Uh, faced the Adelaide Magistrates Court charged with two counts of indecent assault. Someone with a history of this kind of behaviour was locked up for it. Uh, The judge, Paul Cuthbertson, who uh, first sentenced uh, uh, Aliyawa Yawari in 2016, called him a danger to the Australian community and an ongoing risk to women. Well, we await the outcome of this trial, of course, but this person was detained for a reason. They've been released. And this is the scenario we're now facing. It is, a, it is to the subject of this morning's Breaking at Eight.
1: And it's why we're joined now by the Federal Leader of the Opposition, Peter Dutton. Mr Dutton, good morning and thanks so much for joining us today on the 5AA Breakfast Show. This is, uh, uh, in hindsight, almost predictable, isn't it? And perverse, what's what's happened here in SA.
2: Well, Pemba, it's, uh, it's really tragic because uh, somebody, another Australian has fallen victim to uh, to one of these individuals. So it's uh, that's the allegation that's been made and obviously the matter's before the court, so it'll be dealt with. But I, I think your point is uh, spot on. Uh, this was all predictable uh, and it was avoidable. Uh, the minister's made catastrophic mistakes in his decision-making and uh, unfortunately, uh, now that they've released 147 people In total, with a potential 340 more, the likelihood of attacks and given the the, the cohort, the nature of these people, uh, the high degree of, uh, you know, the viciousness of some of the offending, uh, the the very high likelihood is that uh, there will be more victims and um, it's avoidable and it's it's a tragedy. The thing
1: we find really hard to fathom is just the flat-footedness that mars this whole scenario where, I mean... You've been in government. There's a, there's a there's a crown solicitor's office, is there not, that gives the government real time legal advice and says, hey, you know, when you've got something like this high court judgment, they would have they would have known that the freight train was was potentially coming on this front, would they not?
2: Of, of course, but uh, they had uh, indications as far back as June, and when they came to the parliament uh, uh, only a couple of weeks ago, they said, oh well, this is the decision of the high court. There's nothing where the government can do about it, and we said, well, hang on, there, there's some legislation that you can pass. And eventually they ended up agreeing to that legislation. They've got another bill to go before the parliament uh, later this week as well. But they should have had legislation prepared back in June. And the the really significant error that the minister's made is that he has agreed with the court, or there is an agreed fact in the submission to the court, that the individual NZYQ, who was the, the case went before the High Court, that that individual had no prospect of being returned uh, and deported from Australia. Now, I, I don't understand why the minister made that made that concession, but don't forget that uh, Minister Giles was one of the, the lawyers on uh, the Tampa case many years ago. So he's been an immigration lawyer acting on behalf of people of this nature for a long period of time. And to be honest, I think he's looked at it and said, You know, fantastic, the court's made the decision that I really want to make, I'll just be bound by it now and uh, in addition to the individual case, which was bad enough, he's now released almost 150 more and again, that means that he's made a concession in each of those cases that the individual doesn't have any prospect of being repatriated back to their country of origin. That's not a concession he should be making, he should be searching the world for outcomes for these people, that's exactly what we did when we were in government. We had these cases before the court, right up to the High Court, regularly. The the Minister for Immigration is the most litigated minister in the Commonwealth, uh, but they've capitulated. And and the Prime Minister's weakness here is just unbelievable. And the Australian public uh, will pay the price because we know that many of these people have committed murder, pedophiles, rapists, uh, and they should be back in immigration detention. And I think it's why uh, the calls are out there for both Minister Giles and Minister O'Neill, the Immigration Minister and the Home Affairs Minister, to be sacked. If the Prime Minister doesn't do that, it's an ultimate display of complete weakness and capitulation.
0: So it sounds like, uh, Peter Dutt, you're advocating not necessarily for indefinite detention, but rather a model whereby these people are either sent back to, to where they came from or, or some other third party. W- what's the model on which that's, that's based? How do you make that work? How do you incentivise someone to take a person that we don't want to have here?
2: Well, Will, under, under the Constitution, you, you can't detain somebody indefinitely. We accept that. But there was a court case about 20 years ago, the al case, which provided... Uh, ..which was the case law that provided the authority for uh, the Minister of the Day to act. Now, when I was Immigration Minister and Home Affairs Minister, countless cases came before us where uh, you had to look at uh, somebody who was stateless, uh, somebody who couldn't be sent back to a war zone. But over time, uh, Afghanistan, by way of example... Uh, that society moves from civil war into a society where it is safe for people to be returned back. Uh, there's a situation uh, in Sri Lanka where Tamil Tigers came uh, for a period and were able to claim protection because uh, there was a civil war and they they claimed that they were at risk. Well, that civil war is now over and you can return people back to Sri Lanka. Uh, there, are, there are deals that you can do with third countries uh, where they might have uh, uh, witnesses... Uh, who are in protection uh, that Australia might take. And as part of that arrangement, uh, you might be able to, mm. uh, to send somebody to, to that country. There, there are a myriad of, of opportunities and uh, cases that the Minister will look at, but I honestly think that they've just uh, said, OK, well, too hard for us, uh, and this is the outcome, really, that we want. We don't want to see these people in detention. It's a human rights issue for us, and that's how the left of the Labor Party think. But, But... their their first responsibility, the Prime Minister's first charge is to protect Australians and I think they've failed and I'm really very upset by the fact that uh, that, uh, an innocent victim uh, in Adelaide in this case but potentially right across the country uh, it it could have been avoided and somebody's gone through a very you know, excruciating difficult uh, encounter with one of these individuals, uh, um, the police are alleging and the matter will now go
1: before the courts just finally peter dutton um if not for the fact that we were sitting here in the studio only it feels like a light years ago but it was only a little bit over two weeks ago we had our 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 excellent police commissioner grant steven sitting here to my right and we asked him about the level of briefings that sapo had received from the afp about who these people were what kind of threat they represented and so forth now it was it was our commissioner. Who actually on this show um, gave us some specific numbers? It was the first time anyone had shown any candour around what this would mean at the sort of you know local town suburb level here in SA about who these people were. Do you think that this, this, at the state level though there needs to be some sort of a review because we've had these pat reassurances from the the local police minister that don't worry these people are going to be monitored. Well, we now know this. This guy allegedly did all this while he was wearing an ankle bracelet. So, what sort of what
2: sort of flimsy reassurances are they? Well, they're no they're no reassurances at all. And I mean, you know, full, full marks to Christopher Stevens for uh, putting the detail out there. Because believe me, it's like pulling teeth getting details on any of these matters uh, in the briefings we've had from uh, Ministers Giles and uh, and O'Neill. And as you know, it wasn't until Prime Minister Albanese went overseas that the acting Prime Minister Richard Miles ended up agreeing to the tightening up of the legislation that we proposed and ever since then uh, this you know this line that's pushed old if they've got an ankle bracelet on uh, you know there's tracking available it it takes a massive resource a police resource to surveil somebody uh, for a day let alone 24-7 I mean Mm. you're talking about dozens and dozens of police officers and and Staypole and others just don't have the resources to do that for, you know, for one or two cases, let alone uh, a couple of hundred cases. And th- it's it's a nonsense. And in the end, um, if somebody's going to commit a crime, whether they're wearing an ankle bracelet or not, all the ankle bracelet will end up doing is uh, giving you a GPS location of where they committed the crime,
1: mm, which is exactly uh, what's happening you know, in this that,
2: case. That's well, exactly mate, and It's cold yeah. comfort for the victim. Totally. Uh, so it's it's a nonsense. And I think the PM's got to step up here or. I just admit that they have made a catastrophic error and it's going to get worse from here.
1: Mm. Peter Dutton, Opposition Leader, thanks very much for joining us this morning on uh, 5AA for breaking an eight.
2: Thanks, guys. Take care.
0: This is an absolute debacle. So uh, this morning, Bill Shorten has spoken on the Today Show.
1: Who is the Prime Minister of the country at the moment? Well, it's funny, isn't it? Because you think politics has become much more presidential in this country. It's not so much... Parties going no head to head. It's 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 also two individuals going head to head. Peter Dutton must feel like he's out there. It's like Fight Club. He hasn't got an opponent. Well, it's just him. <laughs> <laughs> well, is it Richard Mars? Is
0: it Bill Shorten? Is Bill Shorten on the Today Show just a short time ago? Well, the incident sounds terrible, and my thoughts are with the victim. This is why uh, the Senate should pass the preventative detention legislation, which is currently in the Senate. I know that the House of Reps is reassembling on Thursday to vote on this legislation. I think it's important that this, these laws which have been put in place to remedy the High Court decision are passed with uh, utmost speed so we can ensure that this doesn't happen. Speed suddenly of the uh, front of mind for the Federal Government. This is this is an absolute disgrace.
1: I'm just looking um, uh Albo last night was at a book launch. He was launching a book about um, the former tourism minister. What's his name? Brown. Bit of hits and memories there. J.J. Brown. He was the guy who made the mm. comments about koalas smelling bad and piddling on people. That's what I kind was like, up to last Doesn't this night. feel like the kind of issue
0: that necessitates... You know, the leader of the country may be saying a few comforting words about what, what? they plan to do
1: to stop people being Why's assaulted. Th- exactly. Why is the bloke who's in charge of the NDIS leading the explanations? Time to check traffic. We'll be back
0: with more, including Lucy's review Ooh. of Bad Santa <laughs> next. <laughs> Talking about the mother of all gear changes. <laughs> Stick around for this. David Pemberthy and Will Goodings, 6 to 9, 5 A Breakfast.